fam. What up, family? Hey. I see you. I see you, Brody, Brody, Big Perk, and Swaggoo in the building. Listen, we a day late, but we ain't a dollar short because we bred it. Okay. I just want you. Oh, I see you. I see you with the new background. We got some new art. I had to, I had to move to the side. But if I'm a little skinnier, you'll be able to see it. But that's that's what I'm working on. That's the new we year's working resolution. on that thing. That's what I'm working on. Happy New Year to everybody because we ain't getting Happy to say that. New Year. Uh, before you get started, okay, I'm, I'm getting sick and tired of you. Okay, I'm getting sick and tired of you. All right. What I do, man? Let me tell you what you do. You steady coming on here. You dressed in your goddamn Sunday's best. You got every time I see you got a, do, a new set of frames on. Your frames you coming too, by the way. Huh? Before before you start cursing me out and going crazy, I got some frames on the way for you. So uh, does that change oh, hey, anything hey, you, you know about what? to say? Hey, hey, you look good. The time. <laughs> 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 you say, they they on the way, Brody. You know. You know me when I tell you I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. So it's on the way, on the way. Listen, man, we got a lot to get into today. First of all, we gotta apologize to our cousins, Perk. That's what we call our our fans and our, our listeners, our cousins, our kinfolk. Um, mm-hmm. Our kinfolk. We we I had some travel issues Monday, so we couldn't take the podcast in full transparency. So we here today. Yeah. And we dropping, okay? Dropping. Let's get into it, Perk, because you had some interesting things to say today hey, hey, you about know, the NBA. Hey, hey, you know, you hear your mom and your grandma on them on the phone, and they used to be like, ooh, child. Child, ooh, ooh child. Yeah. <laughs> and they get low because they don't yeah. want the kids to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing right now. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So, Perk, you said... Today, which I didn't think was that controversial. You know me. I love basketball. I watch it. That John Morant should be in the MVP conversation. Okay? And when you said it, it didn't shock me. I wasn't shocked. I was like, yeah. Only thing that came to my mind is John to miss some games because of injury, which, which if without that missing time, he probably would be. Um, in the in the front like top front runner for the MVP spot, but tell me where you tell me how you get to that point about Jai being in the MVP conversation and why why well, should he be in it? Well, well, here it is. Okay, first of all, he missed time because not only of him being injured, but after he got over his injury, he went he went straight into COVID protocol, all right? Mm-hmm. So so he missed a little time. But the time before the time before he got injured, let's revisit the start of the season. He started off like a madman. Sure I mean, giving, giving people that work. Okay, he missed a little time. You know, the team rallied together. They won a few games. And I'm not taking anything away from his team because I love those young old souls. They have young vets over there. But what end up happening is, is that when you're missing a star player, you're a superstar, you walk into arenas or you walk into the game and the other team takes you lightly because you're not fully healthy. We all mm. been there, prisoner of the moment, things happen. Now, Memphis plays some phenomenal basketball. But when Ja got back, but when Ja got back, one thing that we can't deny is his numbers and three games that stood out 
Just remember, he dominated before the injury, and when he got back off of injury, that Laker was, game, bro, he went toe to toe with the Kings. Lord, the, yeah, Lord, the Lakers. mercy. And, and think about it. He had to. He had to go out there and put up a forty-piece wing dinner and dish out ten biscuits to overcome LeBron James' greatness and what he did in that game. That's, it was needed. It wasn't fluff. It was needed. Oh, you all right? Uh, I, I got you. I miss you. This is why. Okay. This why. And then this why. the game. Let's let's take it. Two games before that, ending the West, ending a, a, a little road trip. He's in Phoenix on a back-to-back. A tough environment. The team that wet, that represented the Western Conference last year in the finals. Per what he had, thirty six or thirty three or something like that. And, and the game, and the game winner. Yeah, buddy. And, and, and the game. Yeah, winner. buddy. Okay, and okay, and then you go into Brooklyn. You go. I'm I'm just going to overskip. I think it was the game right after the Lakers where he went out there and dropped another thirty six or whatever the case may be because they was playing a, a team below 500. Okay, so he's keeping it going. Follow up the 40, he has like another 35-plus night. Now he goes into Brooklyn. You're on the floor with James Harden and Kevin Durant, and you come two out. The, two of the greatest offensive scores we've ever seen, ever, in the history of basketball. And you come out on top. So don't, yeah. don't come giving me, don't come giving me per 100 possessions. Don't come giving me... The team was ten and two without Ja. Take what if, if the team ten, was ten and two without Ja. Take Ja off the team right now and 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 go t- and let them play towards the end of the season, and then we'll see where they're at at the end of the season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's my thing. That's my thing. But what a what know, a ten and two thing. The ten and two thing is like the argument in the NFL that I have with people all the time when they when they say stupid things like Jimmy Garoppolo led the 49ers to a Super Bowl. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Are you watching? He didn't. Right. He didn't. So John right. Morant with the Memphis Grizzlies, the Memphis Grizzlies wouldn't be as good without John Morant as opposed to having John Morant. They Taylor 2 is be, awesome. They wouldn't even be relevant. No. Okay. There wouldn't be no reason to tune in to the Grizzlies. You know what? You and I feel the same way, and I'm not going to run my blood pressure high because that was one of my things that I said I wasn't going to do this. Don't do it. 2022. But I want to ask you this: While we're on basketball, we I believe that John Morant should be an All Star starter. I put him on my okay. list when I dropped it, and I, and I got a lot of you know hate and negativity towards that saying. You know, I dropped my. God Eastern. bless him. I, I know. I dropped my Eastern Conference starters, and I had DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine starting. One, mm-hmm. the Bulls are the number one team in the Eastern Conference. Two, DeMar DeRozan. I know, I know, I know it wasn't controversial to put DeMar DeRozan as a starter. No, it was controversial about putting Zach Levine in there. Okay. Who so averaging 20 plus a night? 27. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. They're the best duo in the league. Okay, I want to hear your thoughts. They're the best duo in the league. They're number one in the East. See, the goalposts shift so much when it comes down to the criteria for All-Star that it bothers me. Now, mm. I put in quotations, no, parentheses. I said my 
list. Okay. Very so important. A very important point. It's my criteria. Yeah. My criteria means winning and what you do individually. Because when you vote for the reserves, when the coaches vote for the reserves, guess what they guess what they do? They look at winning and they look at your individual numbers. So, so only so only in the NBA the coaches vote for the reserves for the All-Star game? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So so I want to know your take because people got on me about not putting Ice Trey, Trey Young in there, and you know how I feel about Trey Young. Yeah, I mean, you love him. I love, love him. him. But yeah. I, and I get it. He's averaging 28. He's he's second or third in the league in assists. But their team is four games below 500, and they're sitting at the 12th spot in the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference. Matter of fact, the general manager just came out and blasted them publicly in the interview. So I just want to know how you feel. Am I wrong? How you feel about the whole NBA All-Star, how guys yeah. should get voted in. I, I need you to dive into this. So I know I know it's getting close to the prime time of football. I need you to go into your basketball space. Man, you know I'm in my basketball space 24-7, 365. That's number one. You know that. Right. If you can't multitask, you can't be Big Perk or Swagoo. You yeah, can't yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, Here's yeah. my thing, bro. Here's my thing, because I disagree with you on, on the point about Trey Young, because I've always looked at it, and, and, I'm, and, and I disagree because you have more in-depth knowledge about the process. I've always looked at All-Stars as only an individual performance thing. That's how I've, I've always looked at it because, I, like, just now, I didn't know only the coaches voted for the reserves. I didn't know that. I thought that was still the same kind of process with the starters. But I sat and I watched, and, and here's why I disagree with you. Okay. Because I when, when I watch them do the player selection for the All-Star team, Right when LeBron, I think LeBron and KD did it, or LeBron and Steph, somebody, somebody mm-hmm. did it. Um, their criteria was, I want the best hooper. You know what I mean? So for me, as a, as a guy that's kind of outside looking in, when I look at what Trey Young is doing, I and 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 as far as getting into starter and non-starter, I don't know the intricacies of that. Like I don't know. You know what what determines that, but what I do know is when I watch Trey Young hoop, he a damn All Star, and it's a hard argument that he should be a starter in the All Star game. Now, granted, what I'm watching Zach Levine do, mm-hmm. which I think is hampered a little bit by how well Demar is playing, I think he's being hampered by that. And the success that Chicago is having is also what I think is hampering Zach Levine from being in this particular conversation about dudes that should be talked about as all-stars and starters in the all-star game. So not to his own fault, but we got DeMar DeRozan, who everybody knows is the number one option on that team. And for me, when you look at the Atlanta Hawks with Trey Young, you got to think to yourself, this young fella, and and Perk, I got to be honest with you, Go ahead. A little, a little, a little bit of the history is playing into my decision too. Because when you in the playoffs for the first time and you go to Madison Square and step on the Knicks' neck and deal with the crowd like you do, I formed a new level of respect for Trey Young. So coming into this season, 
I was like, if he continue to play at this level, he's gonna be a perennial All Star mm-hmm. and a starter. So I'm not a hun- I'm not in agreement with you about Zach Levine starting over Trey Young because of the record. Sometimes that's out of your control as a hooper. Right. But what I will what I will say is, if starting is a part of the winning, and you look at their averages. And if that's the separation, I'm fully 100% in agreement with you. If 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 the winning protocol is is like stamped on that as much as you saying, like Zach averaging 27, Trey averaging 28. Yeah, I'm going to go with the dude that team is winning and right. number one in the division. So I understand from that standpoint. But when I break down the individual hoopers, I probably, I probably would start Ice Trey. Oh, okay. And, and, and I just – You know what I, I mean? I, I just got one question. I got one question. Mm-hmm. One. I feel like you about to do me like our parents be doing us. I, I am. I am a little bit. I am a little bit. I'm going to play. I, I, I got to. I got to. I got to. Just a little do bit. Do it. Do I just it. Wanna, so here's the thing. When, when we start to talk about individual performances and individual numbers, and, I, and I'm not comparing the two, okay? I'm not mm-hmm. comparing the two. But – Russell Westbrook is still right there averaging a 20-point triple-double. Now, yeah. I know he has the turnovers on the back end, but he's still averaging a 20-point triple-double. Is he an all-star? Hell no, he's not an all-star. And so I I, I, I get everything that you said. And again, I am an Ice Trey fan. All I told you was, and we're going to leave this along, all I told you, and I agree with every point that you made, all yeah. I said was was that I'm okay with it, but I just need consistency on the criteria. The same way I need consistency when it comes down to the MVP criteria. Like well, Brody, it's not far, it's not far fetched for you to determine in such a small margin that winning makes the difference. Right. That's right, why right. I can understand your point. Yeah. But you got to understand when you're not talking like like when you're not talking to basketball aficionados, when you're not talking to guys that's like deep dove into the game like that. I would consider myself a casual when it comes to knowing processes in the NBA. You're right. Right. Like like you're a casual when it comes to processes in the NFL because you don't you haven't been in the back door. Right. To know right. how these things are happening and, right. and coming to fruition, so the only reason I say casuals is because you going you dealing with a bunch of people that just watch the individual, mm-hmm. and they not they not dove into all of the things that come along with how this decision making process is made. Well, 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 look, since we're talking about because that's that's enough right there. All right? We don't disagree often, Ooh, was, and we're disagreeing too much. That to was start good. That was good. Oh, right. So look, since since you brought up, since we're bringing up winning, we're bringing mm. up all stars. We're going to transition from all stars to pro bowlers, but we're still going to stay on winning. And a guy that's doing none of that is Baker Mayfield. So I need you to tell me. I need you to tell me because I've been hearing a lot. I've been seeing a lot. I've been listening to you. I've been listening to Dan. I've been listening to Ryan. I've been listening to everybody. I need to know straight up, hey, man, what's going on with Baker? Hey, bro, 
What's going on with Baker? What's going on with Cleveland? What's going to happen with Baker? What's going to happen with his career? I need you to dive into this, okay? I need you. I got to, you, Brody. I, yeah, I need you to give I us everything you. and more. Yep. You see these? You see it? It's, it's time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's time. Look at me. Here's the thing, bro. Here's the thing. First, let me let me let me put two things out here first. Okay. Andrew Barry, the general manager for the Cleveland Browns, did not draft Baker Mayfield. Okay. It's number one. The, the the GM, the current GM for the Cleveland Browns, did not draft Baker Mayfield. So his evaluation of Baker Mayfield started when he got to Cleveland. It didn't start when he was at Oklahoma. It didn't start because Baker had a chip on his shoulder, which made him a good quarterback. I ain't, I never knew what the hell that meant anyway. When like if you good, you good. You don't need a damn chip to be good. Right. Um, and Kevin Stefanski was not the head coach when Baker Mayfield was drafted mm. in Cleveland. Baker Mayfield, let me Baker Mayfield is an average quarterback. Okay, Perk, you know us. We ain't we ain't we don't pull no punches. He's an average quarterback. Yeah, he is a solid true. guy that you can win with at times, and at times you got to win in spite of. Now I don't know what organization want to have that problem. That's a bad problem because the things that I just told you about Baker Mayfield, what it means, what you talk about all the time on the NBA side inconsistency is mm. never good in professional sports. Mm. You can you cannot be an inconsistent player. You can't score 35 and then score 5. Yeah. It ain't going to never get you a max deal. It'll get you some deals and you'll hang around, but it'll never get you a max deal and it ain't coincidentally we don't never talk about Super Bowl winning teams that don't have a quarterback that plays somewhat above average we Come never on. have that conversation we never Come do on. we never do so Baker Mayfield right now is in a dilemma the Cleveland Browns are in a dilemma he going into year five year five has been guaranteed for 18 million dollars which in context is not a lot of money right per when we got quarterbacks making 45 50 all of that right so no, Sam no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Eight, it's eighteen million dollars. It's eighteen million dollars. But listen to me. Let me let me let me get the way I'm going. <laughs> Sam Darnold was also guaranteed eighteen million dollars from the Jets. They found a trade partner with the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers picked up that salary because in in NFL context, eighteen million dollars ain't a lot of money to get a quarterback that potentially you can turn into being good. And he plays like a $30 million guy. Mm. That's the thought process. Mm. That's the thought process. Okay. Her cousin's about to make 35. God bless him, man. And Minnesota don't know if he can lead them to a Super Bowl. That is the worst dilemma. They don't know. Well, they know. They what they, they fool they fool themselves. Okay. But they know, like we know, he ain't yeah. leading them to no Super Bowl. No. But anyway, not to belabor this point, Baker Mayfield is an average quarterback that potentially will not be in Cleveland based on how this free agency market go. And if they can lure one of these older veteran guys that's played at a very high level. But more than that, Perk, you know what has made me sick about it more than uh, anything? What? Y'all had Cleveland fans in. The Cleveland fans was in. I was in. 
I, would, I had the I had the Cleveland Browns as dark heart Super Bowl contenders ooh. before the season started. This fan base was showing up. Now the Cleveland fan base has been showing. They hate me because I because I ain't never been like big on Baker. But I got mad love for how they support they foot they football team. Yeah, I got mad love for how they just showed up year after year after losing after losing and still standing by and supporting that team. Ownership with the Cleveland Browns got to do a lot better too. But we getting that in another podcast. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is this: when you get a quarterback to his fifth year and you don't know what the hell he is, that's a bad draft pick. Ooh. We in year five, Perk. Perk, let me ask you this question: We in year five of Baker Mayfield's career, Perk? Let me ask you this: Who is Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield is who he is, and and, and I'm gonna use. I'm going to use something that you said a, a few episodes ago. When a person show you who they are, believe, believe them. them. Believe them. It's, it's, no, it's no more. Listen, here, here, here it is. And, and by the way, that was, that, was, that was beautiful what you just said. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, from top to bottom. It was just flat Man. out beautiful because it was real. And so it comes to the point where not only do the Cleveland Browns but other organizations in the NFL have to look at Baker Mayfield and said, and say to themselves, "Can we try him?" Exactly. Work? See, Sam Darnold, like he shows you flashes that says, "You know what? When just a little bit more time, he could be I, elite. He could. Yes, yes, yes. That's what they were betting on. That's what they were bet. You can't bet on that with Baker." Can't. You can't bet on that with Baker. Tried to blame Odell. Can't blame him no more. Can't blame 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 Hugh Jackson. Yep. Blame blame Freddie Kitchens. Yes. He wasn't he wasn't in great situations in Cleveland. But at some point, we got to say, you know what, Baker just not that guy. So so let me ask you this: Is Baker a starting quarterback or not? He's a starting quarterback for a quarterback starving team, and I don't know. If Cleveland is going to be a quarterback starving team when free agency comes, because it's a lot on that team that a good quarterback can look at and say, I can win with them. I like, can win with it. And I I'm, can elevate this team and win with them. I'm, I'm so shoot, I'm I'm go ahead. I'm gonna shoot a name out there. If I'm Cleveland, I'm moving on from Baker Mayfield. Okay. Yes. And and you know who I'm taking a close look at. I don't know his contract situation. I don't know what's happening. Talk but to I me. Tell you what, that kid that's over there, that young man that's over there backing up Lamar Jackson, Huntley. Huntley. I didn't watch Huntley for two games. What when he had to come in? Matter of fact, I said this. It wasn't a it wasn't a 500 yard game or whatever. But he battled the hell out of the Rams. It's not what you do. It. It's not what you do. It's how you do it. He's poised. He's a leader. He can throw, do a threat. If I'm Cleveland, oh. I'm looking at it like, hey man, Perk. Perk. He took the Green Bay Packers to the brink too. That, that's what I'm saying. Hey man, like, hey, listen, hey. everybody. Everybody think it's blasphemous to say this, okay? But in this small sample size, Tyler Huntley has done as well as Lamar Jackson. He has. He's done as well as now. That. Now the difference between him and Lamar is Lamar has done it over a long, extended period of time, 
and everybody want to wait to see what Tyler Huntley can do. But the bottom line is, in these starts, he's had his team in, a, in position to win the game. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I perk. Anyway, so so Baker average, the Cleveland Browns got to do something. They got to figure it out. I want to get yeah. to something, man, because our colleagues, bro, our colleagues took some hits for this. And speaking of college, Baker made his name in college at Oklahoma in Lincoln Riley system where he threw for 10,000 yards and it made him the first overall pick. But there is a there is a there is a a, a worldwide controversy going on right now, Perk. Uh, Kirk Herbstreit and Desmond Howard mm-hmm. were on game day, and they said that her. players in college don't love football, and it and and it, it it's a lot of context to that. But that was the gist that everybody took from it. Mm-hmm. I took it from it. I took that from it. Yeah. And here's what I'll say, Perk, because we had this conversation back in the day on on, on one of our first couple podcasts. You got to be careful about being so old school that you don't realize what's happening. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Because I, I, every, all of us can be guilty of it, right? There was a different way that the NBA abided by when you played in the NBA. Mm-hmm. There was a different way that the NFL abided by when I played in the NFL. It was different. This well, is a new generation. They do things differently. But one thing I will say, Perk, they, they, I won't say they are smarter I'll say they got way more access to information than we ever had mm-hmm. when we were in the league or when we were coming out of high school or college, in my case. So Herbie and Dez talked about players not loving the game anymore because they won't play in a bowl game. And then I watched the quarterback from old Miss, Matt Corral, go out yeah. and get injured in a meaningless bowl game. I know that don't nobody want to say it, but it's meaningless when it comes to his career Yep. Moving forward into the NFL. It's meaningless. It's the meaningless. bowl game itself is not meaningless. It's a great opportunity and experience for a lot of guys that's playing the game. Right. That's a part of those teams. The committees that put these things together work very hard. It ain't no shade to the bowl game. Bowl games are there so players can enjoy it. They can put on a great football game. Fans can enjoy it. And it's supposed to be a weekly, a week experience for these players. But perk. If I'm going first round and I'm about to play in a bowl game, that ain't going to mean nothing. Nothing. I swear to God, this is the God honest truth. I don't remember any other bowl game that I played in other than the Sugar Bowl that was for the national championship. I don't remember the games. I remember remember going to the games. I don't remember. I could go right now play by play 
in the national championship. I can't do that from the other bowl games I went to. You know why, Perk? You know why? Because winning a national championship, when you got the opportunity to do it in college, it's more. it means more to you than getting drafted first round. It does, because you put work in to win championships. Right. But when they said it, man, I'm I'm a pastor. When they said it, I thought it was old school. I thought it was super off base. And the fact that somebody says that you don't love something because you've gotten smarter about your career and how you're going to move forward really bothers me. Perk, what people don't remember, I covered college football. That's the first thing I did when I got here to ESPN. I, I covered college football. You know, you know what I'm saying? Them big old, yeah, them big old rocks and everything. Yeah. yeah. So, so I've been screaming these players should be paid since 2014 when I started. I've been screaming players should be able to make money off their name, image, and likeness since I started. I'm going to give you a real quick story, and then I'm going to give you the mic because I want to know what you think about this. So go, Todd ahead. Gurley, go ahead. When Todd, Gurley, when Todd Gurley was at the University of Georgia, mm-hmm. Todd Gurley got suspended, I believe, two games for signing autographs and making money. That's a damn shame. And I said right then, the NCAA and the, this current structure – We'll tell a kid, your mama and daddy lights and water got to just be turned off because this mm-hmm. 3500 that you about to make from signing your own damn name your is own. illegal and an infraction. Your own name. The reason why people want Todd Gurley autograph is because Todd Gurley is a phenomenal running back mm-hmm. at the University of Georgia, Okay. It's been a lot of running backs go through the University of Georgia. It's been a lot of running backs go to Notre Dame, USC wide receivers, and quarterbacks everywhere. You know what people ain't do, Perk? They ain't ask them for, to pay them for their damn autograph if they wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when when Herb, when Herb Street and Dez said that, what bothered me about that is so if you so if you get smarter and you understand that this is a business – and you planning for your future like every college coach does, Mm -hmm. like every college administrator does, every college president, everybody in this free trade, fair market is looking for opportunities to make bread so you don't love it because you want to check. Right. Well, I'll be down. Well, Well, I ain't love football then because I'm telling you right now, I wasn't playing for the Cowboys for free. Well, well, I thought – I thought that uh, you know, I thought that you know, guys go to to college to have an opportunity to to help their opportunity to play at a high level to actually go to the NFL to actually uh-huh. start their real career. Okay, uh-huh. that yeah, yeah, that's that's perk, that's, perk, perk. Beyond that, beyond that, before you go, I thought that's why every college kid go to college so they could make money. Duh. Go ahead. Go ahead, don't get broke up. We could talk about this for four hours. No, What's no, you're, no, you're right. And see, here's the thing. Nobody said nothing about Lincoln Riley when he bounced in Oklahoma had a bowl game. Talk. You better talk, no, homie. No, nobody said, talk. Oh, oh, he don't love the game of football. Brian Kelly left Notre Dame. Brian Kelly, they had a bowl game in place. Nobody said nothing about them. So so here's here's my thing. I guess they don't it, love the game, Perk. It's, it's bad 
when it comes from a former player that says so bad. about another about other former players because so they're protecting themselves because they're about to make life changing money. Okay, at the end of the day, for themselves and for their family. Not only did I see the the quarterback from uh, Ole Miss get hurt, but I also saw the best center in the nation, the best center in the nation get hurt for going out there and playing in the bowl game. You know what? When I look at bowl games, the bowl games mean more for the coach and the school and the booster club than for those players. Like, and I didn't even go to college. You know, it's more for the entertainment of myself who's sitting on the couch, who was sitting there watching every single bowl game. And I, I, I will say I was not disappointed. But at the end of the day, man, here's the thing. Like I tell all guys in the NBA, young guys up and coming, don't let nobody or nothing get in the, get in the way of you going to get your lettuce. And, well, I, and I have to say this because it coexists in sports. You know, when we talk about guys like Dame Lillard, okay, and we talk about you know why is he why is he not leaving? He's he's about to be eligible for a lot of money, a super super max. Well, he's about to be one of the highest paid uh, players in the NBA. You ever? Know yeah. You know what I say? I always used to tell this to my rookies. I'm telling this to the young guys in college, whether it's basketball, football, whatever you're doing, and you have a chance to go make money. Hey, at the end of the day, it's entertainment to the rest of the world. But this your livelihood. This your livelihood, your money, dog. Your money and your dollar comes first because your career is going to go by fast. You're going to look up. It's going to be at the end. So you got to make all the dollars and all the money that you can while you're in that space. And I'm going to leave at that. To your point, bro. Let's let, let's stop let's stop BSing people. I wanna I wanna really say the whole thing, but let's stop BSing people, bro. Money is the motivation. Yeah. Money is the motivation. When you start talking about pro sports, when you start talking about the opportunity to go to the highest level, money is the motivation. That don't have a damn thing to do with if you love the game or not. I loved playing football more than anybody, but the Dallas Cowboys was gonna hit that direct deposit, or I wasn't gonna be there. Hey. You remember, you remember what the old women used to do in church? They had for some reason, if they I can't say nothing, I'm going to wave my hand. I'm going to wave my hand. Speaking of money, Perk, okay, speaking of money, because we just had a conversation about money and how you need that money to, to survive. You know who got a lot of damn money? That dude by the name of LeBron James. He got a lot of money. I, 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 every time I talk to him, when I hit him up or he hit me, I always tell him, man, I hate you. I hate you, bro. Yeah, I really like, do. Perk, having that bread you can't count is a beautiful thing, okay? But 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 but, but beyond that, I think I heard LeBron talking about, and I want you, you know, that you, you and Bron got a close relationship, and y'all know each other. You know how much he loves his family. You know how much he loves his kids. You know, ultimately, that's really what LeBron is about, like, taking care of his family and helping people. The basketball thing, he just great at. He was born to do it. He he was talking, bro, and I thought it was so fascinating because on the NFL side, we had Frank Gore who was playing for a long time. I thought his son was going to actually get to the league while he was playing. But LeBron said he wants to be on the floor when his son, Bronny, gets drafted. 
or has the opportunity to make it to the NBA. Yeah. Perk, I swear to God, bro. Like the Peyton, the Mannings are the first family in football. Yeah. And I used to I used to be like, man, it is so dope that your brother start for the New York Giants and his other brother start for the Denver Broncos or the Colts at the time. I I just thought that was phenomenal. I thought I thought it was phenomenal that your daddy was the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints back in the day. Like that's phenomenal. But yeah. Perk, I don't know if I ever saw the potential of some dude playing with his son. Like Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Jr., we, we've seen it in baseball with Barry and his father. But basketball, dog. Yeah. Le, LeBron might, I don't know it, Perk, but LeBron might be in the NBA when his son has a chance to get drafted into the NBA. Talk to me, Perk. Perk, one, I can't even really wrap my head around it. One is no might. If he don't get injured or a serious injury, he's going to be there. You know really? What? Yes. You know what? If if when it comes down to LeBron and all the individual accolades, all the milestones he has reached, all the milestones he's going to continue to reach, the one thing in the world that he wants and that can't be replaced, the milestone that he want to do is be able to share the court with Bronny, whether that's wow. playing with him or competing with him. And that's that's something that will over that 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 will trump everything else that he's done in his basketball career. It would for me. It would for me as well. And yeah. so, you know, man, to be honest, to be honest with you, I think at some point they're actually going to share the court together, whether it's on the same team or competing. And I think it will be one of the the, the greatest and and and, and most embraced and loved moments in basketball history. I guarantee we, you, I guarantee you, if you go ask Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Jr., and, you know, with all the accolades and everything that they accomplished, what was that golden moment? That golden was moment it. was there. Exactly. It was, was it. And, and, and you know what's funny, man? We coming off of watching Tiger and his son play golf together. Ooh. And, and, and the response of the mannerisms and the way they were – uh, together was unbelievable. Like I watched it because I, it was Tiger and his son, so I couldn't imagine if Bronny get to the NBA, and when Bronny gets to the NBA and LeBron's still up there, and they either face off or they play together. That's crazy. Like Perk, think about it, bro. That is that is absolutely crazy it, to think that that would happen. It, it is, but it's gonna be one of those moments where you and I gonna be texting and sitting up there telling stories about it. Yeah, and crying. We're gonna be taking. Hey, what what year? What year is Bronny in in Sierra Canyon? He is he is, he is senior or junior? I think uh, he's a junior. Huh? I think he's a junior. If I'm not mistaken, junior or senior. Yeah. He can go, man. He's super athletic. It, Perk, yeah. listen. If if Bron and Bronny play in a game in the NBA together, I'm going. Yeah. Oh, we going together? What you? We mean? going together? Yeah, we, we gonna do a podcast after the game yeah, with them. Yeah. Hey, ESPN, get the Jets ready, okay? All get right, the cool. Jet ready. I want a G5, too, because we big. Don't we give us big. one of them little bitty Jets. Give us one that old six passenger, but it's just us two. It's just, but look, two. <laughs> it's just us two. Hey, but, but look, while we on LeBron and while we on Clutch and while we on this whole thing, hey, man, we got we to gotta talk about Rich Paul for a second. Okay? Oh, bro. Rich, Rich Paul has a documentary is out right now on BET and it's telling the story about Rich Paul is diving into 
you know, what he, what, where he came from and, and what he's doing right now and how he has taken over the game. From the a man dating game. Adele. He's doing he dating Adele, per a, a, a little musty kid out of Cleveland. Who else? Out of Cleveland. <laughs> a little musty kid out of Cleveland. <laughs> Boy, if you don't get your must ass in this house and take a shower. <laughs> a little musty kid out of Cleveland. But look, here, here, here's the thing. When I, I met, I've been knowing Rich for a long time. To watch him go to where he's at now, bro, do you understand that Rich was selling throwback jerseys out of the back of his trunk. Do you understand what Rich had to go through as a as a as a young black agent didn't have that quote unquote what they tried to put it out there and say the credentials that mm-hmm. he needed, all the adversity that he had to face, the adversity that he's still facing. Guys out there throwing dirt on his name saying that Her, he's didn't still- they try to like put a new like Yes, and it gets worse, man. You know, they sitting up here trying to throw dirt on this man's name, saying that he's still in clients. He ain't still in clients. People people clients are just choosing up. And that contracts is still in clients. Yeah, that ain't his fault. And and you want to know the crazy thing? Other agents have been doing the same thing for years. Forever. But all of a sudden, you want to shine a microscope. And me and Nerlens Noel because he's young and black, Bert. That's, that's exactly, why. That's exactly what it is. And me and Nerlens Noel, who played for the New York Knicks, we had a little Twitter beef about six mm-hmm. months. Situation okay. with the contract, yeah, but, but, but because they know that they put out false information about Rich Paul and Nerlens Noel contract. Nerlens Noel turned down seventy-two million dollars before he signed with Rich Paul. But the public tried to make it like, and Nerlens Noel tried to make it like Rich Paul influenced him to turn down the 72 when he had nothing to do with that. Let's make that clear. And so now, Nerlens Noel, you switch over from Happy Waters and his agent. You go to Rich Paul for a minute. All of a sudden, Rich Paul tell you, you have to grind your way back. We'll figure it out. You're going to get back to where you need to go. And then you go back with Happy Waters and then all of a sudden, you let them play you like a puppet and put Rich Paul name out there bad. I ain't with it. And you can well, come see, for me, and I'm going to come for you. And that's see, just here's, what here, here's the thing, Park. All right? Here's the thing. Because I've heard Rich say this, and and, and it's a big part of, of who he is, is you got to be disruptive. Oh, You got to be disruptive. You, you have to create. In order to change anything... Say that again. You got to create a disturbance. Say that again. You, in order to change anything, you got to create a uh, disturbance. But what you got to be? Disruptive. You got to be disruptive. And 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 initially, a lot of people gonna hate it. They not gonna understand it. They gonna hate it. It looks different. It's new. How in the hell does he get this power? This is his posse. This is LeBron's posse, and they just they just dudes hanging on, you know, getting all of this stuff because of LeBron. Yeah, they there because LeBron and his talent allowed them to be. But that don't keep you there. That mm. don't keep you there. Your knowledge, your your study keeps you there. I'll never forget, man. When I first got this job with ESPN, the executive that hired me, a lady by the name of Stephanie Drewley, one of my good friends, 
I asked her that because they put me on a live show for two hours when I first started TV. I had never done TV. I asked her, I said, yo, like, you sure this is the right idea? Like, should we get some studio reps first? And, hey, was, and, you and, was you nervous? Was I, Perk, was I nervous? But 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 here's what saved me. And this is what I love about watching you on TV. I didn't know how to be nothing but myself. So if it was going to work, it was going to work me being me. And, and, you know, seven years later, I'm still sitting here. Thank the good Lord that I'm I'm still rolling. But Perk, my point being is what she told me was, you don't know. You don't know what you're doing. Just go do you. Mm. And you will learn along the way about how to play the game and how to do TV. But the moment you start concerning yourself with how to be like everybody else yeah. is when you go, that's when you go into the crib. Yeah. Okay. So that that will that will that will last and sustain me the rest of my TV career. When people get tired of me being me, that's probably when it's over for right. me. Because I ain't right. going nowhere else. Yeah. I ain't going. Ain't nobody gonna I, get tired of you being you. You know why? Because you being you is being authentic. See. That's it. To, see when you try to put on a costume and be something that you're not. That's the problem. And you know you know it comes a time and. You know, we go off script and we have our rehearsals, you know, with yeah. our fun five, Dan, yeah, we, Drill, Parker, and we go over everything and we debate about the topic. I bet they be, sitting, they, they be sitting in there like, golly, we're yeah, going to be yeah, another we, 30 minutes. Here we go. Well, I got to be disruptive. I got to be disruptive in our show because here's the thing, right? When you look at yourself, hell of a football career, okay? Hell of a football career. You wasn't a franchise guy. Hell you wasn't no. a money guy. Same with me. Same with me. So I say that because not to toot our horn and say how we made it as who we were as players, but I'm saying that because what we what, what we have to recognize what we're doing right now is that we're paving the way for others that are not franchise players, that 100%. are not Hall of Famers, to come in here and shine bright, on the stage of being yourself and being who you are and and and, and opening the door for others yeah. out there to have an opportunity to come into this space and be great at it. Okay. And Perk, and so, what you what you talking about is exactly what we talking about with Rich Paul. Yeah, being okay? disruptive. Disrupt. To your point, golly, you got me going. All right. We we can't be here all night. We gotta go. But you got me going and I gotta say this. I heard it all. I heard it all when you started. Oh, he can't talk. He talks so slow. Mm -hmm. He be trying to pronounce words and they don't come out right. Mm -hmm. uh, that's who we are. <laughs> that's who we are in real life. Mm -hmm. That's who we always going to be. Mm -hmm. And that don't mean we ain't trying to get better. That don't mean we ain't trying to. But we not doing it for nobody else. We ourselves. And Perk, what you did in this NBA space I ain't been done before. Now, I ain't playing on talking about my boy because I could talk. You know, I could talk about you in a great way all the time. You know, you know that I can talk about you because I love you, bro. You're my guy. But the bottom line is the bottom line is your disruption in in this space when it comes to NBA, when it comes to sports talk, when it comes to television was very misunderstood initially. That's Rich Paul. OK, mm. but then you look up. And you realize, damn, he doing a good job. Damn, he doing a great job. 
damn, he not just successful because LeBron his dude. Rich Paul disrupted an entire system called the NBA and it's thriving. You know why? Because he himself and he wasn't screwing people on the way to the top. He wasn't messing over people. He wasn't stepping on people's necks on the way to the top. What he was doing was actually putting in the work and building he did building it relationships. Way. He, he did, did it his way, bro. His way, and he was disruptive. That's the title of our show. And listen, we coming back next week because we got a lot more to address. That's the yeah. title of our show. Like I said, if I was skinny, you can see that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you see that? Swag doing perk. Swag doing perk. Signing off. And perk, hold on. Can I leave him with one word of wisdom? Go ahead. Let me leave. Let me leave our cousins with this because we, we, we start doing the I know, I know, because I be I, this one. I got something important. Uh, <laughs> let me leave this with words of wisdom with our cousins that's listening, tapping in. In order to change yourself, a culture, or a place of business, you got to be disruptive, and it's going to be very uncomfortable. Because everybody ain't ever seen it done that way. Mm. Stay true. Be who you are. And don't screw people along the way. And it's going to work out for you. Come on. And if I'm your boy, put me on. <laughs> and I'm going to work the rest. That's what Rich Paul did. I can't hey. believe he I can't believe he dating Adele. Perk, Perk hey. can you get us some damn tickets to Adele hey. concert? He's being disruptive. He's been disruptive. Hey, this been Swagoo and Perk. Sorry we missed y'all, but here's another episode of That Real. Hey, family, cousins, be disruptive. Yes. Change. Don't stay the same. Yes. Butterflies got to go through cocoons to be pretty. Peace and love from Swagoo and Perk. (laughs) 